Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Press Republican's Press Pass Podcast. I'm Press Republican Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio. I'm here with our trusty night editor, Ben Rowe, and welcome, everybody, to listen to our uh, latest podcast. It's been a couple weeks um, since we've had our last one. We've been busy cranking away, producing quality newspapers every day um, for the Clinton, Essex, and Franklin County regions, and uh, it's uh, great to be back um, on the podcast, Ben. If we put these out more regularly, there wouldn't be a nice surprise when they pop into people's feeds. <laughs> That's true. We'll try to be a little more regular, but it's for a nice now, little surprise for your morning. We're going to have fun with it. we got lots to talk about on my list here. We do. We do. And we're going to begin with, let's be thankful that today and tomorrow will not be as cold as it was last weekend when That's we true. saw temperatures go to... 35 below in some places around the North Country. It was frigid. Yes. It was probably the coldest snap so far this winter. Uh, definitely this winter, for sure. But the thing about this one was, everybody was talking about, oh, it's coldest in a generation, a generational freeze. We've had cold days like that before. <laughs> what are they talking about? Wow, Joe. <laughs> Just challenging the meteorologist that way. Yes. I will say is that it got cold, but that got it heated up pretty quickly. Yeah, it wasn't that long of a cold spell. Only two days, really. Yes. And it, the thing about this one, I guess, was while the air temperature, the regular temperature, was like below 25, 30, 35, the wind chill made it even worse. It got to almost minus 100 wind chill on top of Whiteface, which yes. is, that is nasty cold. Yes. For all the people living on top of Whiteface. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, um, it was, you know, um, obviously turn up your heat and stay warm. But just the fact that for a lot of outdoor activities, um, I know the uh, Winter Carnival started last weekend. It did. And you can't cancel everything that's happening outside just because it's cold. <laughs> no. And um, unfortunately, you can't cancel or plan on a major fire. Which we had last Saturday at uh, the Weathercock, the storied Weathercock Bar and Restaurant in Shazy. Um, last Saturday afternoon, unfortunately, it burnt to the ground. And it was probably 15, 20 below then when the poor firefighters had to go out and battle that blaze. Um, I talked to Eric Day, the Clinton County Emergency Services uh, Director. He said it is really hard to fight a fire when it's that cold because, you know, you got water and everything gets wet and it freezes almost immediately. And it's really hard to work. So shout out to all the firefighters who uh, dealt with that and all the other fires um, and emergency uh, situations um, in the cold weather. Um, they had their hands full for sure. Well, that's why. And working here, you know, it certainly made me more conscious of what firefighters have to go through. And whenever there's a cold spell or a rough night, I always think, you know, fingers crossed, please no big fires because that'll be even worse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and unfortunately, and as you well know, Joe, is that there's almost like a seasonal aspect to it where when it gets colder, people bring out their heating devices. Yep. And then that inevitably leads to accidents and whatnot that cause fires around a certain time of year. And um, so, you know, it's a good reminder to... 
be very careful with space heaters and all that kind of stuff. So a- absolutely, um, absolutely. Like you said, we see it every winter. Um, yes. Um, but you can't, like you said, you can't cancel everything. And some of the events that did go on in Tupper Lake, they had their annual one of their annual f- ice fishing tournaments. And at five o'clock in the morning, when it was about thirty below, there was seven hundred people on the ice in Tupper Lake. Yes. <laughs> Braving that cold to go ice fishing. God bless them. They pulled the fish up and they were fish sickles. <laughs> Basically, um, I can imagine, my goodness. Um, but no, they braved, uh, they braved the weather. Um, but one event that people did not brave the weather at last weekend will happen actually tomorrow. The city well, of Plattsburgh's t- cannon boom. Well, today... When this episode goes out. Yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, this Saturday, um, February 11th. Yes, the second Tannenboom. So you were there earlier at the site today, Ben, at the city beach. What what'd you see? Um, it was similar to last year, is that they had the um, the trees piled up for the bonfire. They had the, the little beer tent set up. Um, I assume they'll be bringing in more of the other stuff, the games and that kind of thing before the event today. Um, the one unfortunate part was that just given the recent warm spell we've had um, over the past two days that led to some rain and kind of melt off, um, the field behind the crate center where they're holding it was pretty muddy. It was kind of felt like spring. <laughs> and that's a big contrast to last year's Tannenboom where we were, everyone was kind of saying, oh my gosh, it's so cold. Now it's like, oh my gosh, it's too warm. <laughs> and right. Is that as I was as we were kind of talking about, and as I was kind of th- t- thinking about earlier, is that to plan these kinds of outdoor events is such a gamble. <laughs> it's tricky. It can be tricky. <laughs> yes. Is that you can't keep delaying it until you get the the perfect weekend. <laughs> or could you? <laughs> or you could, yes. Okay, everybody, it's the last weekend of March. Time for Tannenboom. <laughs> well, um, but yeah. And again, as I was thinking, is that last weekend would have been perfect. There was a perfect snow cover. You know, you would have had the nice white versus the fire. But it was got to be freezing cold, so nobody wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and last year, the inaugural Tannenboom, it mm-hmm. was very cold. Yes. And that was one of the things, one of the drawbacks, I guess, um, but they had learned a lot from the first event, and they had made some changes for this year. But like you say, you can't control the weather. You can't control. Aren't there songs about that? You can't control the weather. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and also, isn't it true that there's a scientific effect where if you make a big fire, it actually saps the temperature, the heat away from the surrounding area to kind of make it a bit colder in your immediate vicinity? Is that I feel like last year the you would think, oh, we've got this giant fire. It's got to be warm around it. But actually, it wasn't enough to... <laughs> well, and, and one of the things, one of the, the, the comments that we heard a lot was it was um, the barrier was too far away. They kept people too far away from the fire. Yes. Now, obviously, there's safety concerns. <laughs> uh, you can't let people get right up there. But um, and maybe they could make it so we can get a little closer. Yes. Yeah. Um, but overall, again, you know, um, is that, again, when you hear this, it'll be Saturday. So later today, I'm hoping to drop by and see what it's like. Um, certainly the, the biggest draw 
is just seeing the big hogging fire of in the middle of it all and see smoke bellowing up in the air and <laughs> yeah and there's 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 going to be uh, a music there's going to be a beer, a beer tent um is there a food truck? I think there's a food yeah, truck. Yeah, I think there's food and refreshments. Uh, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, yes. And a little sledding chocolate. hill for the kids. Yes. Um, so, it, you know, it has the elements to be a nice event. Yes. And um, what was I going to say? Yeah, is that, you know, I, I was looking actually in my, um, I think it was my Facebook memories. It showed me last year's. And as I was watching and again, just the visuals of people standing around in front of this huge monument to fires it's a really cool site actually i really liked it yeah and and last year we had a great uh shot from our drone camera yes uh, where again it kind of looks like from the sky and just from being there it looks like some big like ceremony <laughs> like we're praising the smoke or something <laughs> like that everybody gathers around the big ceremonial pyre and like <laughs> but it, it's a cool um again it's a cool visual I mean, who doesn't like a big fire? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, bonfires are great. You sit around, you talk. Uh, uh, I imagine this must be one of the biggest bonfires that you'll see around here. So <laughs> Fellowship and camaraderie. Um, yes. Perfect. Perfect. So hopefully that goes well today. Yes. But if you're not going to Tannaboom, a lot of people around here probably will also maybe go to the Saranac Lake Winter Carnival Annual Parade, which is set for, I think, I believe 1 o'clock today. Um, in Saranac Lake, that's always a hoot. Yes, tell us more about that, Joe. Um, it's well, it's it's a parade like you would see uh, any other parade the rest of the year on warmer times, warmer weather, Memorial Day, Fourth uh, of July, Labor Day, or in our case, Battle of Plattsburgh, September. Hmm. Um, a parade in the dead of winter, right down Main Street with floats. Uh, music, uh, um, all kinds of uh, uh, vehicles and stuff, and it's awesome. I remember the, that was the first time, one of the first times I went, it was, it was probably late 80s, early 90s, they had this entry in the parade, I think they were from Canada, it was the Lawn Chair Dancers. <laughs> Yeah, they had a choreographed uh, routine with lawn chairs. Yes, it I've was heard of awesome. That. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's the, you're right. As compared to the summer season, there's not the wide schedule of parades like there is in the winter. So this is a standout of a a wintertime parade. Yeah, and, and and it draws big crowds. It's mm. known to be, you know the the streets that the parade route uh, goes down. They're packed. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody goes. So it's a big deal. Well, very good. Well, the Winter Carnival itself is a big deal. I mean, you it have is. the Ice Castle, mm-hmm. which is really cool this year. Um, we got a great photo spread last week from Jack LaDuke, our ACE correspondent from Saranac Lake, um, who's been in the media for as long as the media's been around. <laughs> Thank goodness for him. Um, it's The theme was Roman Coliseum. Yes. Yes, and it's uh, the pictures. It, I haven't seen it yet in person, but from the photos, it looks great. Mm-hmm. I, I love that idea of a theme. Yeah, it's a really striking theme. And yeah, they have like a little chariot and yeah, know, the yeah, and, ice sculptures. Yes, <laughs> that is one thing. Is that it would be fun to be on the committee to decide what the theme was every year? 
I remember there was a sci-fi one a couple of years ago, like dinosaurs and stuff like that. So Absolutely. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, they do a great job. And, and, and of course, we have the annual buttons. Yes. With from uh, uh, Gary Trudeau. Yes. yes. The creator of Doonesbury. Yes. He makes the uh, <laughs> buttons for the parade uh, yes. every year. And they are, they're really cool. Yes. Um, and what was I going to say is um, it's... You know, for all we say about Tannaboom is that it should be really good um, weather tomorrow for the parade. For the parade, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great regional event. Um, so, and as we said in an editorial earlier this week, there's a lot of things to do outside in winter. Um, you don't have to just stay inside and hunker down all winter long when you live in the North Country. you got to get out and recreate and enjoy the outdoors. That's true. You got to get something out of all this cold. Yes, but <laughs> there's another event this weekend where people will be inclined to stay inside, and oh. that, of course, is the Super Bowl. Yes, Ben's favorite. It is. <laughs> the teams are the Bengals. No, the Eagles. Yes, and the Cincinnati. No. Uh, <laughs> no, forget it. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Wasn't Cincinnati in the running at some point? They were. They lost last okay. weekend. Okay. Or two weekends See? ago. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> they were. It should uh, should shape up for a really good game. Both teams had the best records in the NFL this year. Uh, they got great players, great quarterbacks. It will be uh, hopefully a good game. But... Let's get to the real important part about the Super Bowl. The, yes. The prop bets. Oh, I was going to say the commercials. The, well, that's that's part <laughs> of it. That's part of it. The commercials and the halftime show. Yes. This year we got Rihanna. Yes. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's the last year's was, you know, iconic. But yeah, I'm excited to see what Rihanna brings. So, is that Usually I find, honestly, sometimes I find that when you bring... Uh, a guy performer, like, you know, wasn't Bon Jovi on there one time or something yep. like that. Yep. It's usually, you know, they go up there and they do their thing. But usually when you bring somebody like Rihanna, Beyonce, all the female artists, they really bring their A game and they give you something. Oh, yeah. Really yeah I'm sure it'll be so. a great show. Rihanna, I love, um, oh, probably came out around late 2000s, um, that, sh- that song Disturbia. Yes. I love that song. <laughs> See, I'm surprised to learn that Joe is a bigger Rihanna fan than I am. So. I, yeah. I, I like that. You can say that. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And, of course, yes. the commercials, but the prop bets. Yes, the, things the Gatorade. you can bet on to um, try to make money are some of the weird things in the Super Bowl. I have a little list here. Okay. And um, let me see we're what you gonna think. We're going to go through and do a prop bets? Okay. Yeah. The first one is, a, get, they call it a scorigami. <laughs> it's a score, a final score that's never been had before. Oh. Um, you can bet on it. Uh-huh. Like, I would say for football, if the score was 63 to 62, that would... That's never happened before. Interesting. It's highly unlikely. Hmm. So I need to to bet on a score that I think has never happened before. Never happened before. All right. I bet a score of one to zero. I bet that's never happened. Before. Well, it's impossible. <laughs> so it can't happen. No, I think I think you just have to say yes or no. Yes, there will be a score that's never occurred oh, before. Oh, all right. Oh, that's no. easier. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. 
I am going to, and again, we're going to compare these after the game in next week's podcast. Um, I am going to say no. It'll be a pretty typical score. Okay. But Joe says what? Uh, I agree with you. All right. Um, what color will the Gatorade be when they pour it on the coach? Hmm. Well, my my knowledge tells me it's usually either like the light green or like an orange. Um, I'm going to go with the classic lime green. Green. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go blue. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, that's my favorite Gatorade flavor. But <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. We'll see. <laughs> um, coin toss. Heads or tails? Um... Tails. Me too. My favorite. <laughs> um, will an extra point or a field goal hit the upright or the crossbar? Ooh. Hmm. Weighing the options. Uh, I say a crossbar. So, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes. It's rare. It's rare. Yes. I'm going to say no. Interesting. Um... Will somebody throw an octopus onto the field? An octopus? Like the animal? Yeah, you go to the fish market and you buy an octopus. Okay, you got to explain this one to me. Well, <laughs> in hockey, the mm -hmm. Detroit Red Wings, the tradition there is somebody always throws a live octopus onto the ice. <laughs> and it started in the 50s because you had to win eight games to win the Stanley Cup. Ah. And the eight legs of the octopus mm -hmm. represent Interesting. each win. So it's a tradition in Detroit. Everybody throws octopuses. <laughs> I don't know how they sneak them into the stadium. <laughs> um, but the bet is, will that happen at the Super Bowl? I'm going to say yes. Really? Just to hope for it to happen. <laughs> you want to see an octopus? I do. <laughs> Over here at St. Plattsburgh, we have the, what, the puck toss or whatever? What do they, what do they toss on the ice field on the special night? They have some over at the field house. They have the day where they throw. Yeah, the well, they're they're um, they're like balls. rubber pucks. Yes, um, yes. We need to have that be octopus. Chuck a puck. <laughs> yes, that's what they call. We it. need to switch those out for <laughs> sea animals. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, how would you sneak that in? Under your shirt? <laughs> in your mouth? <laughs> no, it's huge. <laughs> um, okay, the next one is. When they interview the MVP and mm -hmm. he gives a speech, who mm -hmm. is the first person he's going to mention? He's going to mention his mom. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to mention his teammates. Interesting. But, well, we we'll shall see. see. Um, will there be a proposal after the game? <clears throat> a proposal like a player proposing to his fiance. Oh wow! Or that'd be something. A cheerleader, or <laughs> somebody, somebody proposing on live TV. <laughs> just, just point to pick somebody. <laughs> I propose to you. Um, again, I'll say yes. Really, that happens. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that happened once in a college football game. Interesting. It was really cool. <laughs> yes, you have to show me that. Um, okay, then the the last two I got were are kind of commercial related. Okay, which commercial, which snack will appear in a commercial first, M and M's or Doritos? 
I was going to say Doritos, actually, when he said that. So. <laughs> I, think, I think Doritos, too. Yes. Um, although the M&M commercials are pretty popular. With they the are. Little, the little talking M&Ms. Yes. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard through the grapevine that M&Ms are supposed to have a pretty good commercial this year. So oh, say yes. that'll be cool. Yes. <laughs> and which beer will appear first, Budweiser or Heineken? Budweiser. You think? Yes. They're, oh, no, see, now I know something you don't. Uh-oh. So I'm going Heineken. But Budweiser has the classic The Frog commercial. But they're not the, they don't have exclusive rights anymore. So they didn't, like, get the first call for when they get to be on and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, they were the main sponsor of the Super Bowl yeah. they got this year. Interesting. Heineken is, or just... Um, no, I think it's spread out over Coors, Interesting. Heineken, and, uh, uh, well, Miller. Man, how did um, Budweiser manage to lose that gig? They gave it up. <laughs> Interesting. They gave it up. I mean, they're still on there, but they're mm. not the main main thing. Well, then, yeah. Then there you go. Strategic advantage. Yes. <laughs> I um, like that. So, yeah, well, but you're right. The commercials are really cool. Yes. I've heard this one... Is that Brian Cranston for Breaking Bad? He says he's gonna have one last big commercial with his character on there with Walt. So really, I'm kind of didn't see oh, that. That would be like cool. gonna be the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> but um, remind me again, who are the two teams? Kansas City Chiefs mm -hmm. and Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, then last bet. Yeah. Who's gonna win? I'm going Kansas City. I'm going with. The Chiefs. Also Kansas City. Yes. Okay. Uh, there we go. Could be a good game. Yes. Hopefully it is. There's uh, there's 50 bucks down on each of those, so get ready to. There is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, that's the other thing. I mean, there is a ton of gambling surrounding the Super Bowl every year. Yes. And everybody's got their pools and their side bets, and uh, it makes for a fun day. It does. Shout out to um, Joey LaFranca. I'm sure he's out there placing bets somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it'll be good. And it's a great, it's a party day. It is. Plenty of food, plenty of drinks. Uh, yes. Company, family. Um, it's a day to enjoy. Have fun, be safe. Yes, and I noticed um, the NFL has been working up towards expanding their season. Mm -hmm. And they want to make it so. When's President's Day? Um, President's Day is it next. It, it's coming up. Is next it? Monday, the twentieth. Um, so not this Monday, but the Monday after. Yes, I think. So. I think so. I think they so. want to make it so that Super Bowl weekend falls on President's Day weekend, so everybody can have Monday off. Yes. After a day of partying. Yes. Which is a great idea, <laughs> but it makes the season really long. Is that I just love the idea of, okay, executive decision. The government is officially declaring this Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> People have called for that. Make it a yeah. national holiday. <laughs> Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> That's the most American thing I've <laughs> ever heard of. Absolutely. Um, but anyways, and um, while we wish everybody to have a great time, we also encourage everybody, please be safe. Yes. Uh, don't drink and drive. Yes. Um, stay home and uh, enjoy, but be safe. I will still remember. I think it was must have been 2019, 2020, 
when I got pulled over coming home from a Super Bowl party, but then I got pulled over for an expired registration. So <laughs> versus um, versus any shenanigans. But that's the one year where I again I got pulled over, and I'm like, what's going on? And that's when I'm like, oh, that's what those two numbers on my registration stand for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The officer was more than happy to point out, yes, that's what those mean. Good thing you were behaving. I was, although I was about a month of my registration being expired. So. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. My, my inspection is due this month. Yes, everybody. Have this be your reminder to get all that taken care of. Yep, get your car registered, get it inspected, and uh, stay safe. Yes, yes. And um, then I think my last thing I would mention as far as um, events go this weekend is that I'm hoping today to drop by um, a special event, a uh, benefit for a local toddler um, going through um, quite the ordeal, um, is that Callie Neri of... um, uh, up in the Saranac area, is um, battling a virus from a tick, mm. encephalitis, and um, she and her family are down in Boston right now um, at the um, at a facility down there getting treatment, and I did a story on that a, a week or two ago, and, um, you know, it's frightening, is that, again, um, you know, just from a tick bite, is that was able to disrupt this little girl's whole, you know, immune system and body, and, um, so the community is rallying together, as the North Country does, and um, to raise uh, money for our family. And it's got to be a fun day. Um, it's at the Assumption of Mary School in Redford. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, going to have lots of events, lots of fun, basically a whole festival atmosphere. So, um, again, you know, I'm just reading that is that, you know, you never want it to happen to any family that you know. And so, you know, go out and give them a little support. So. Yes, that was a, a very moving story um, that you did on, on, on this um, little girl. And mm-hmm. uh, we wish her and her family nothing but uh, best, and, and hopefully she can recover. Yes. And the, hopefully the event goes off uh, very well. And, um, and like I said, we wish her the best. Um, yes. Nothing but the best um, as, they, as they go through this. Well, and I guess in one little segue from that is that you went to the um, the cow kissing day today for the United Way. Speaking of helping people, absolutely, I did um, the annual. And yes, tell us a little funny story about that too. <laughs> the the United Way of uh, the Adirondacks uh, region uh, has their annual cow kissing event to celebrate, <laughs> I guess, commemorate the end of their annual campaign, and they raised over six hundred sixty five thousand dollars. Um, to help people, they help more than 80,000 people a year through 35 partner agencies of all kinds of services that are greatly needed. Um, so, you know, what the United Way does is very valuable, uh, very important, and uh, it's great that everybody supports it. So they have this cow kissing event at the Minor Institute uh, dairy barn up there, and, and they bring in Alice the cow, <laughs> who's six years old. Um, she's happy to be pregnant today um and they bring in they bring her out and they had three um pre-veterinary school interns that are Mm -hmm. at doing an internship at the minor center they're handling alice Mm -hmm. which is a job this cow is massive (laughs) and they were holding on to her um when the group came in there was the six members of the united way campaign team were scheduled to 
kiss the cow. Mm-hmm. Wound up being about 10 or 11 people kissing mm-hmm. the cow. <laughs> and they brought Alice out. She was feeding. She was eating. And they had to pull her away from her hay and oats. Mm-hmm. She didn't like that. No. She got a little agitated. And yes. a couple times she kind of bolted. <laughs> but the handlers, they did a great job. They, they, they took care of her. And they kept her calm. And they brought her back. And eventually everybody was able to... Uh, to kiss Alice, um, but it was it was quite fascinating. <laughs> well, you know, no pregnant mother likes to be pulled away from her snacks, so <laughs> no. I can't blame Alice. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yes, um, no, the the visuals, the photos, you know. Um, every year, I have to admit, is that oh, here we go, cat kissing again. But then you see the photos, and it's like, yeah, this is this is cute. This is worth it. <laughs> it, is, it is. <laughs> uh, and, and like we said, it's for a good cause. It is, yes. Is that you know? Um, every time you hear a speech, again, John Bernardi gives um, the uh, the leader of the United Way. He gives very good speeches about the fact that when a family is in need and it seems like there's nobody else they can turn to, you know, the United Way is there to help them with whatever they need. So yes, uh, they they made connections with agencies all over and with governments, um, and uh, they're there to do the job um, that people need. And and thank thank goodness for them. Yes. Absolutely. So, yes, so that's a good bright note to end on. <laughs> yep, it was nice. Um, although, all day long, I've been smelling like a barn. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and a shout-out to the people at the Miner Center. Uh, they do a great job up there as well, as we yes. know. Shout-out to Alice. Alice. Good job, <laughs> Alice. She was a good sport. In yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Imagine, you know, you're eating something. It's some policy way to have legislators kiss you. Yeah, all these people <laughs> gathered around. No, yes. no thanks. <laughs> well, very good. Um, but, yeah, like I said, lots of stuff going on this weekend. It's a good weekend to get out and do some stuff. So Absolutely. So, uh, once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to the Press Republicans Press Pass podcast. Um Again, I'm Joe LaTemplio, Editor-in-Chief with Ben Rowe. And Ben, where do people find this podcast? Um, at PressPublican.com. That's the first place to go. You'll find the whole archive there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, and you can find us on SoundCloud. Um, all righty, very good. Well, thank you very much. Um, until we talk again, we wish everybody a little weak side help.